Hi, everybody. This is Emily Giordano, and welcome to the Great Design Lead Podcast. I, wow, okay, so today's actually the day. I have been waiting for this day for a really, really, really long time. Um, uh, wow, okay. I'm going to restart. Okay. Uh. Hi, everybody. This is Emily, and welcome to the Great Design Lead podcast again. Um, this is a short little bonus episode, um, short little bonus episode, because since my my last solo episode, which was episode number 75. Um, I've been applying to jobs, getting my life together um, after going on a break and not really knowing what uh, was next for me. And I have been waiting for this day for a really long time. And today I just signed a offer with Zipcar, which is a company that I absolutely love and um, a product that I really believe in. And I'm going to be joining their team as a user experience designer. Um, this morning, I just had the very last uh, call with them. They they offered me the job last week and I wanted some time to think about it and come back to them. And I had a chat with them this morning, accepted the job verbally. They sent me the offer letter again this morning, read through it all of it, and uh, accepted it. And I can't tell you the amount of peace that I feel right now. Um, just finally knowing what's happening next and, and feeling so um, at peace and relaxed and knowing that I can take care of myself and that I don't need to depend on other people, um, being excited to join something new and, and learn about all of these different ways that this new company approaches uh, an experience. Um, the first time that I ever uh, found Zipcar, I'll give you like a little um, uh, context on it. Um, I wanted to go uh to so i i've been living in philadelphia for the past five years and um when i was in my hometown i used my family's car um we had uh an old car that my my dad used to drive and when he got a new car um for work um we kept the the old car for the kids. And so my sisters and I would drive it around and I had so much more, uh, freedom, I think when I was in high school and I could drive anywhere, I could go anywhere with my friends. Um, it was just easy peasy. And then when I go to college, I don't want to pay for a parking. I don't want to pay for a car, for insurance, gas, all that kind of stuff, especially since I can walk everywhere. Uh, some people who live in States in the U S they're thinking, 
how can you go anywhere without a car? Like, what what are you talking about? Um, but here in Philadelphia, you can walk to the grocery store. You can take Ubers anywhere you really need to go. And my whole life is pretty much within a four or five mile radius. Um, and so that's kind of what I got used to. And I really missed being able to drive myself somewhere and, and um, go on a little adventure or go outside of the city and go into nature, um, maybe even go to the beach. But I really couldn't do that without a car. And so um, I found Zipcar as an option before I even thought about them as a company I would want to work for. And I just wanted to be able to like drive to the grocery store. So I my first Zipcar actually was driving to Aldi in um uh kind of like Fairmount West Philadelphia area and um it was such a cool experience. I got to tell you like literally the first time I ever used Zipcar, I realized that that's the company that I wanted to work for and this was a year ago. So um I was working in a different job at the time, um wasn't really looking for a new job, but the scene that all set for you is um, uh, you can uh, log in and 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 operate most of um, the uh, ability to go into. Oh my gosh, I'm so foggy right now. Uh, I don't even know if I'm making sense. Um, but pretty much the whole experience is through your phone, and so you can get into your your car from your phone. You can unlock it and lock it. Um, you can I don't know. Um, make it honk so you can find the car. The whole experience, I was just so blown away with um, the first time I used it. And I was with somebody else and we we got into the car. Um, I sat down with that person and I said, I'm going to work for these people someday. This is incredible. I would love to um, be part of this team. And so um, literally the second time I used the car, um, I decided to make a little YouTube video about it just because I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. The whole user flow I thought was really interesting and well thought out and really intuitive. And so I made a little, again, YouTube video about it. And it's so, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to link to it in the, the description of this, this uh, um, episode. And so you can see like the cringy, oh my, it's so bad. Um, but if you just want some context on this, um, you can see this weird YouTube video that I made. I have no idea what possessed me to do this. I swear to God. But um, yeah, so I made that. And then I was kind of having second guesses of like, I wonder if this is okay. I wonder if the people at Zipcar would be okay with it. So I went on to LinkedIn and I found the people at Zipcar and I reached out to them through like LinkedIn Messenger. And I said, hey, um, this is me. I made this video. Um, right now it's on YouTube, but it's set to um, unlisted. So only people with a direct link can can watch it. Um, are you comfortable with this? And then a couple of days later, um, the the head of user experience and product reached out back to me. She said, oh, this is so great. Um, thank you so much for making a video about it. Like this, uh, you seem really enthusiastic. We really appreciate the compliments and everything. Um, par- obviously paraphrasing, but that was pretty much the gist. It was like very friendly um, and uh, um, really interested that I was interested in them. And so um, we stayed uh, in like loose contact for the last year. Um, I post a lot of stuff on LinkedIn about the podcast and I would check in every once in a while. Um, not that I thought anything was going to happen, but I was just genuinely thought the product was really interesting. Um, and so I was, um, I think it was the week 
before I went to Webflow Conference, um, I got a message from that same woman that I had spoken to before. Uh, and she just messaged me out of the blue on LinkedIn and said, hi, Emily, uh, we have a role opening up and I think you should apply. And I know, I remember exactly where I was. I can vividly remember I was sitting in like this gym area on these chairs by the front door entrance of the gym. I, I don't know, just, I will always remember that moment where I got that message from her. And I was so excited. And the person that I was standing with, I showed it to them, like, you have no idea how much this means to me. And they said, yeah, I don't understand. Like, you're, I, I don't know anything about user experience, but you seem happy. So good for you. And I said, yeah. And so after that, um, I had uh, my first of seven interviews with them. I <laughs> I know, actually, if you count the one today, I don't know if I could even count it as an interview. It was just more of a little negotiation thing. Um, it was probably like, eight conversations eight interviews and um uh i some people might think that that's a lot but i think that that was actually really really helpful because i was having um probably 45 minute long one-on-ones which each key leader in the group not every single person not every single engineer or every single um uh, individual contributor but um uh every person that i would be uh, working with their teams, um, like project managers, uh, tech lead, user experience researcher, user experience designer, manager. It was so helpful to have really some time, 45 minutes, to get to know each person and understand what they do in terms of the design process. And so after what I called uh, my my marathon of Zipcar interviews, um, I uh, was <laughs> called and they said, hey, uh, how do you think the interview went? And I said, I think it went pretty well. I like that I got to know everybody. Um, what do you, uh, what do you think about me? And they said, we think you'd be a great member of the team. Uh, and we'd like to to have you on. And they they gave me all the details of the offer and everything. And um, I I don't think I'm ever gonna forget that moment either. I was um, sitting in my my kitchen, um, in my <laughs> my sweatpants, and uh, listening to um, all the different details, um, un- understanding that this is the job that I had been hoping for for a long time and to actually get it and to actually have somebody say that they were excited about me joining um and that I had a lot to offer and that they were impressed with me was um so validating and um it made me feel really really proud of myself um um I'm the kind of person that is afraid of celebrating things too soon because I'm afraid that it's going to be taken away from me or for some reason, once I relax and enjoy something too soon, it will jinx it and then the thing will go away. Um, so I didn't want to record this until I had officially signed the offer letter, officially signed everything. And I literally did that probably like 10 minutes before I hopped on this and um, 
started talking. Um, there's this this thing that's called um, the arrival fallacy that I've been uh, explained to me. I think uh, um, my friend Matt explained it to me where uh, it's the idea that you get so excited about something um, and idealize what you're, it's going to feel like when you get there that anytime you actually get to that achievement or get to that place or something like that, um, it's not as good as you um, uh, pumped it up to be to the point that that you get disappointed every time. Um, and I think that that does happen for some people. But I don't feel that way right now. <laughs> like, I feel that way a lot of the time. But right now, I'm so freaking happy. <laughs> because um, uh, I, I think that this is just um, something that when I started on this journey and I, I was in design school and I saw my first YouTube video on what a user experience designer was, I didn't... Um, The idea of actually being in a role like that was something that was so far from what I thought was possible. Um, and I thought only other people get that and um, that I'd, I'd never reach that level or it might take way longer than the time period that it actually did. And um, I'm so content right now. Um, I think that there, it's really okay for sometimes for you to just um, uh, have a good moment and kind of relax into that moment for a bit and experience it. And that's what I am going to do. Um, I don't start this role um, for maybe about uh, three or four weeks so I can relax knowing that I have a plan. Um, I, I told myself that a goal of mine this year was to have a job lined up and, and have a decision made and I don't have to be in this fight or flight mode anymore. Um, and I, I wanted that decision to be made by Christmas. And, um, at the time of recording this, it is uh, December 13th. So I made it <laughs> It's before Christmas and I have a plan. So, um, no matter how Christmas goes, um, I could get zero presents and I would be 100% content with the way that everything turned out. Um, it's going to be a big adjustment to get started in a new company, um, understanding how they do things. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to make mistakes in the beginning, like everybody does. Um, I'm going to, I've been recording a lot of podcast episodes so that I could give myself a couple of weeks off to only focus on this job because it's going to be um, probably really overwhelming and, um, uh, a, like I'm gonna be tired a lot because it's all new information, all new practices, all new coworkers, and everything. Um, but I am so happy right now. I just—you can't see my face right now, but it's just um, kind of dazed and looking at my <laughs> my desk where I I can't believe that it actually worked out. Um, I. When I left my previous job with no job lined up, I, I felt so stupid. Like, I felt like 
how, Emily, how could you possibly do this? How could you possibly take a risk like that? But um, I am so glad that I did because it all worked out. And there is this one quote that I heard one time, and I thought it was really funny because I think it says something about who I am as a person. Um, and uh, the person said, you always worry about um, what if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't work out? Um, but alternatively, what if it just works out? What if everything um, actually the the plan works and all of your hard work pays off and and you get that accomplishment or you get that thing that you really wanted and um a lot of people think that that's just not in the cards for them and um that's how i felt all the time um but i i i just can't believe that it worked out and i'm so excited um to celebrate with my friends um my 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 two really close girlfriends and I are going um, on a little day trip um, up to uh, New York. So we're doing that to celebrate my job. And then this Saturday, um, I'm having a bunch of my local friends uh, come over to my apartment and we're going to have a little make your own pizza night. Um, so that's all really, really exciting. Um I'm saying a lot of ums just because I'm so dazed and, and like everything feels really foggy and uh, there's a lot going on in my head, but um, I'm just smiling <laughs> and it, it, it all works out. Um, what would I say to myself from back in September when I was leaving my old role? Oh, um, because I ask people that a lot on my podcast. I ask them, "What would you say to your younger self in in that difficult time in your life when you were really unsure?" And what would you say to them, knowing what you know now? So I'm trying to picture that because that's actually a really hard thing to answer. I don't know why I ask people that. That's so aggressive. Um. But it's a really good exercise. So um, if she was sitting next to me, I would probably say, um, the way that you're feeling in that you you feel like something isn't right um, and you want to change it, uh, that is a completely valid feeling. And... Um, it's so important that if you have some sort of like internal compass that's telling you what you need to do, that it's really important to listen to that voice. I would also say um, keep being friendly, keep meeting people and, and being open to talking to whoever wants to talk to you um, because you never know where things go. Uh I might say, don't be so hard on yourself because um, uh, that negative self-talk of t like telling yourself you're stupid and telling yourself that um, you're rash and um, uh, all of these really mean things that I would say to myself when things were uncertain. I don't know if that's really a helpful thing. Um, 
I think instead, if if you feel overwhelmed or you feel scared, um, just like acknowledge that and say, okay, well, this is how I'm feeling right now. How can I address this? I'm feeling overwhelmed. Okay, what are small things I can do to make myself feel less overwhelmed? Um, am I worried about finances? Okay, well, then let's just write down uh, exactly what we, the resources that we have and versus the the bills and everything that we need to pay. And you'll have a better idea rather than just having um, uh, all of this anxiety without actually having structure and answers and understanding um, uh, what the reality of the situation is rather than just worrying about the feeling of how you feel about the situation. Um, what else would I say to her? Um, I would just honestly just give that girl a hug. Like she's been through so much. <laughs> um but um but yeah, she she knew exactly what she was doing, kind of, not really. Um and and it all worked out. And even if this this role with Zipcard hadn't come out, um she would have figured out something else and it would have been fine. Um yeah. So this is going to be a trip to listen to back afterwards um because this is something i've been looking forward to for a long time recording this and and giving you guys an update on everything that's that's been going on um and i i hope that this is a uh a really nice little time capsule for myself to look back to later on um this this podcast means so much to me and people listening the person listening to this right now in their car or on a walk with their dog or um picking their kids up from school like you you really matter to me a lot the fact that you listen and the fact that I have this podcast and people want to come on and talk to me it's been incredibly um life-changing and 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 when I mean that I don't mean like um I guess the typical things that life-changing means I mean like uh it's shown me how to be a better friend it showed me how to be a better listener um how to connect with people. And I think that's really life-changing, the fact that I can uh, have these really strong um, friendship bonds with people because I keep on practicing friendship through um, having people on the podcast and talking with them. It's it's so incredibly meaningful. So thank you so much for for listening. And for the people who reach out to me after episodes and um, are so kind and 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 my Webflow friends that are so supportive and text me and ask me how I'm doing. Like literally between um, now, between the the episode 75 coming out and and now, um, the amount of love that I've gotten from people, the amount of people that reach out to me are so incredibly kind. And I appreciate you guys so much more than you know. Um, yeah, this isn't going to be like the last chapter of my life, I'm sure. Um, there's going to be a whole bunch of ups and downs, um, uh, maybe different steps in my career as as I get older, uh, different challenges, friendships, relationships, family, all of that kind of stuff. But um, before getting too ahead of myself, I'm just going to enjoy this really beautiful moment right now. And um, I'll check in with you guys another time. This is just goodbye until next time and um, 
I love you guys.